everybody. How's it going? As always, Trooper and Trooper here for another episode of Tilted Talk. What's We're going do- on, man? How's everyone doing? Oh, I, I hope everyone's doing all right. Um, but based on what we saw this week, I have a feeling we're going to be in a very similar state to uh, last week. <laughs> Just angry and upset. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't recall. Okay, well, we'll get there in a little <laughs> bit. But first, we, we'll start with a bit more of a positive note. We got another VOD review, VOD breakdown for you guys. So we're going to kick off with that. That's from JWoodFN. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll get into some news some hot takes, some clips of the week. And if you have any questions, drop them for us in the chat. If you haven't sent them to us already on Twitter, I didn't. I don't think I saw anything on Twitter really um, that we weren't going to discuss already anyway. But hit us up with those questions and we will answer them for you live here at the end of the show. All right, first things first, VOD review time. Let's get it. So this is, a, uh, this is an Arena Duos game. So we'll check this Exciting. out. A little, little different this time. Yeah, yeah. Last week we went to squads. You know, I, I like kind of mixing it up with what we're doing in terms of auto review. That way, it doesn't really get stale all the time. Now, this is from the replay system, guys. So it's, uh, you know, the, the the point of view will be slightly different, uh, and you're going to see that the uh, the replay bar is up there. Uh, and actually, this guy screams, streams, screams. He probably is screaming right <laughs> now because of the state of the game. But he also screams. <laughs> so check him out, Jay Wood at on Twitch TV. Uh, okay, so there, we're getting the entire game here from the drop. Seeing a ton of players dropping early. Looks like it's going uh, south to north, the, this bus route. Where's your favorite spot to drop on this? Do you, do you change your, your uh, landing spot based on the bus trajectory, or do you always try and land in the same place? It's, it's always based on where the bus is coming through. Maybe, maybe I'm not pro enough because I don't have that spot that I really call home. I... I would say if I have a spot that I go to the most, it would probably be Paradise Palms, uh, especially since they've changed Tilted uh, uh, so much. <laughs> especially retail is now Mega Mall and back to retail with zombies. So I, I just try to keep it simple, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to really like retail. It's where I used to land all the time when the game first came out. And then now that there's zombies there, I haven't been inspired to go back. Looks like this guy's going to land at the pressure plant here. Um, so I'm not sure. It looks like that is his duo above him. I'm at least assuming he's kind of doing a little bit of scouting, hitting that vent in the middle, immediately going to find a green AR. And I like this landing up here because you have these uh, pallets of materials right away. So this is a great source of getting some early mats. And whoa, it's a little bit of a lag spike there. Um, but yeah, this is a really good way to start off. Okay, there's a couple of massive lag spikes here. Um, so the... the- the only uh, the only thing that's going to be unfortunate about this, I'll say, is that uh, unless he changes it, uh, I was about to say we can't see any materials, any weapons right now. So it's gonna it's, we're gonna be a little bit in the dark as far as that information. Um, let's see if that gets added on. But generally, I have a pretty good eye, so uh, I can keep track of for the most part of w- what's going on here, at least. Yeah, yeah. So at least it would make it easier for whoever's watching at home. Yeah, yeah, it would definitely make it a little bit easier. But right now, he's, he's doing okay for materials. He's probably got a couple hundred at this point. Um, and you see he's mining a lot of things not to full completion. So he's mining them, but he's not breaking them. Uh, with the pallets, I think that was a mistake. But with some of the other things, like the floor there and the railing, etc., that's not a bad call. It makes it less obvious to other people where you were exactly. Um, and again, mining inside is a huge thing. Even though you get smaller amounts of materials, it's often very, very worthwhile to do that because you can mine so safely in there, right? Like you're not worried about getting third-partied or even just jumped on while you're doing that. Uh, using pretty good, uh, using the ventilation system in the middle of this pressure plant here pretty effectively to make himself like mobile, get around, and he is going to fly out and find a vending machine immediately. Continues to mine. I like that this is fast-forwarded for us. We don't really need to just mm. sit here and talk for 20 minutes while we're watching a man. Enthralling uh, stuff. Yeah, this is the this is the good stuff, guys. Yeah, this, this is what um, makes you a pro. Yeah, this this doesn't, uh, <laughs> the, you know, this speaks for itself, this fast-forward. You know, it's a textbook early game, what you should be doing. Just trying to land someplace that you know might be a little bit far from the bus. That's tip one. You always have, you always instantly... Uh, increase your odds of winning if you land far from the bus. That is just facts. Then, two, you know, you're as long as you don't have to fight anybody off spawn, you're going to be lucky because you now th- these guys have had an entire POI to themselves. So there's no excuse to not have at least, at the very least, mediocre loot. 
uh, depending how bad your RNG might be. But you'll definitely you're definitely going to have mats. So plenty of materials to go around. And as you did see, they're selecting the right pieces to mine they're getting those big clusters of rocks which give you the biggest amount of stone there's another one and also uh those pallets inside those wood pallets i'm not sure what those big metal tubes on the inside those stacks of three if they give you a lot of metal or not but you did see they were going for a lot of those structures on the inside that uh that took up the internal of the power plant it, really the entirety of the plant is i'd say 90 percent metal so that's uh it's it's a pretty smart place to land right now yeah, definitely. It gives you a lot of access to that metal material relatively safely. And it looks like he's already got all the stone he could want here. So he's already capped out on stone. Uh, he's probably, if not, he if he hasn't hit the max for wood yet, he's got to be very, very close. And he's just kind of showing us here um, what's going on in terms of what players are where and who's got some kills. So they haven't seen anybody yet. Uh, very, very slow start to this game. He's still just kind of running around, making his way towards the next circle into the middle of the map a little bit more here. Um, he's got to go a little bit further south, it looks like, and, you know, we don't, we can't really see his loadout either, which is unfortunate, but he's still just mining away. He's going to find a random trap. I know he has a trap. I, he yeah. has at least one trap. We know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now we see he's maxed out on wood and brick, so, and he's probably very close to that metal max as well, so this guy's in a really good situation, mat material-wise. Uh, to do that. Unfortunately, though, his storm management is clearly leaving a little bit to be desired. He's going to come up on the back of somebody and get into a fight inside this first storm. This is kind of risky because if you win, but you take a lot of damage, you might be in trouble. Like the storm might get you here. Uh, this guy looks like a complete potato. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can tell that's exactly why he pushed that in the first place. When, the first shots on that guy and how slow his reactions were, the guy didn't even jump once. I, I it just he seemed very flat-footed, uh, very yeah, not, not not good movement by that player. So he knew to stay aggressive. He was going to yep. get back a lot of that HP that he had lost. Now he's skipping across that lava to get right inside that ring. You d you did see when we saw in the big big section of the map the overview that there were some people coming through from the west. Uh, looked like uh, lagoon area, and now they're uh, they're converging here on this spot. And uh, looks like the other member of uh, J Woods duo here. Get, yeah, did get a kill, uh, yep. or a couple, possibly. Yep, so his du duo, it appears, is Aiden Savage. Aiden to Savage. Um, so we'll see how they how they handle this here. Um, see, if I went to Paradise Palms, I'd be in the circle right now, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, wait, is Intuition. this... Oh, is this Arena Trios? Are we looking at Trios? Because that makes sense. Because, I mean, they just both clearly saw a guy and didn't... There's no fighting going on, so this must be Trios. Um, okay, so the video was titled incorrectly. That's my bad. I thought this was a duos game. Uh, but this definitely looks like a trios game. I try to watch these fresh, too, for you guys, so you can kind of, like, understand what we're thinking about the first time we see it. Uh, if we were to watch this VOD, like, 20 times, then we'd have a lot more uh, familiarity with it in the sense that it... There's, I mean, almost there's too not no HUD on the screen as well. It just makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, Definitely. Um, but here they are going to run into another trio, some nice building. I don't know why he fast-forwarded through all that, but he's going to pop up here, get a kill. His teammate's going to take another one, and they that was a quick deletion of a trio right there. Yeah, the, that actually the minigun still utilized in some, in some ways, and hey, if you're able to get it in close range, that thing is going to be probably the most deadly weapon you can imagine besides a shotgun. It's it, the the firepower, the fire rate on that. I think is still severely underrated. Uh, no matter what kind of uh, nerfs that they uh, put on it in the past, I mean, it's still the minigun. The thing is still this thing still wrecks uh, yep. to, against a lot of people that uh, I guess aren't as quick when it comes to protecting uh, protecting their, themselves with their builds. If if you're able to fire on somebody that's you know not good at replacing walls, I mean, you're going to get into them in no time. Yeah, they are getting pushed here, and they're kind of just backing off. I would have liked to see him pick up those stink stink bombs. I think that they're very, very effective in the meta right now. Um, yeah, they are kind of... It's kind of annoying, because it does delete some of the build skill that some players have. Um, you know, if someone's kind of just been building, and they've trapped themselves in, you can just throw a bunch of those stink bombs around, and they're in a bad way. But uh, it looks like they're going to retreat from this one trio that was pushing them. They didn't really want to get engaged on and they were kind of weak before then i mean even healing right where they did was a little bit gutsy it seemed very possible that they were going to get fully pushed but this other trio hasn't really seemed to pursue them all that much either obviously they look up that mountain and see a gigantic structure so they know there's some people up there 
And we'll see kind of how they play it, knowing that there's going to be people above them. They're going to push into this gas station area here where through the power of spectator mode, we see that there are people and a nice little box build and a quick edit to give himself an angle to shoot these guys. We'll see how they play this one out, though. Yeah, these guys that they're fighting against, though, are pushed back against uh, nothing, the the edge of the map. So it's going to be going to be weird to see if the, they're going to be able to rotate or get picked up by Jay Wood's teammates because looking at the bar here, Jay Wood does not have a kill or a knock uh, for s at least another couple minutes. So that, that that's a dead giveaway right there at the bottom bar. And now they actually have to uh, put their attention on other teams coming down the road here in the desert. I think that's allowing that team that did get backed up against the edge of the map now Gave them a chance to get out of uh, get out of that sandwich scenario. So you now see the rotation for them, for this entire team, for Jay Wood, coming through to try and at least keep up with the movement of everybody else and favor that final circle that's uh, coming into play here. Yeah, definitely. Towards the end of the game, guys, you really want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for those final circles the best you can because, you know, especially when you watch higher-level gameplay, where you see a lot of people get taken out is in those final rotations, right? Like, they're trying to get to the uh, final circle. They're trying to avoid the storm damage, and there's so many players around shooting at them that it just wipes them out completely. But it does look like, you know, there's not too, too many trios left. It's not like uh, we're seeing, you know, 70 people left on the map. I would suggest there's maybe something, like, in the neighborhood of 40 people. 40 people left, so you're probably looking at like 12 trios or so. And these guys are just happy to contend and chill right now. So they're not really pushing. They're not really being too aggressive. Um, and we'll see like how they decide to kind of rotate out of all this and into the final fights. Because as the game comes closer to an end, that's like the most important part is your movement. And how you decide to, the routes you decide to take, etc. And speaking of which, that build, that massive build up there, that's going to come into play potentially for this this end game because there's a team up there right now, and there's so much density to that structure that they were clearly in a fight from. Uh, that once this circle starts shrinking, any builds that are coming from the top, the top of that, it, they're going to be a lot more durable. Uh, you're not going to be able to shoot shoot them out of the sky a lot um, easier because they're going to be connected to this massive structure that's outside of the of the storm area. So uh, those that team that's on top of that right now is in a very very good spot, and I would say that Jay Wood's team has to make sure that they keep an eye on them going into this late game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that high ground advantage is absolutely massive, right? And you want to make sure that that's not something that you have to deal with. Hopefully another team, you know, for the sake of Jay Wood here and his friends will be able to deal with them. But it does look like they kind of are getting pushed off that mountain just based on the storm's positioning. Uh, good little building here by this squad, or this trio rather, to kind of box themselves and keep themselves going. He knows there's a player on the other side right here, and he is going to push this guy immediately. And they are going to take him out, so it's good job there. They saw that one player isolated, and in trios especially, whenever you see one player is isolated and it doesn't look like he has immediate help from his uh, teammates, you need to make that coordinated push in onto that player to take them out. I mean, that's more like an FPS uh, rather than Battle Royale style tactic, right? Where if you see somebody's kind of isolated and their teammates can't help them out, you have to make, excuse me, you have to make sure you can secure that kill because otherwise they might be able to rejoin their team and it becomes infinitely more difficult. And especially towards the end of the game, if you can weaken numbers, so if you can make sure that most of the other teams have only you know two people compared to your three, that puts you in an amazing spot to win and come out on top. Yeah, and at this level, there's a there's a a, a strategy that does come into play where if one of if you one of your teammates are lower on health than than the others, maybe let them get get the knock uh, on a player or get or get the finishing kill to get that fifty HP boost because. You know, it does it does get more difficult because you have to be a lot quicker. Uh, there's a lot less time to think about things like that. But it is a small change that teams can make uh, when it comes to their game management and their awareness that 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 just separates them from the average player. And now, yeah. as they're in the final moments, they do actually have part of this ranch, part of this barn area here to help them as they're tunneling their way through. Now, uh, I'm wondering if the, how much that high ground is going to come into play. From that mountain area that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, definitely. I think that was a really good point you made. It's almost like funneling uh, kills to your AD carry in League of Legends or something like that. Uh, it's really, really important to make sure that the right exactly, person yeah. is getting the kills. 
Um, but it was also a really, really nice job by them there to use that uh, launch pad to get behind that one player, take him out immediately. And again, they just get a quick deletion. And at this point, no one's going to be able to use a respawn ban. And it looks like there's only a couple of squads left. So we are going to have to see how things get played out. You see some players building above him there. It looks like they just built straight from the mountain. But mm-hmm. doesn't, it also doesn't look like they've reinforced themselves that much. So that might be possible for them to shoot yeah. those uh, those floors down and kind of remove some of that high ground. They are going to put the trap down to make sure that nobody can drop on them. But he senses the pressure and he is starting to run away, just trying to get his shields back after taking so much damage from that one player uh, shooting into his box. And they got to move far on this next one. So it's, uh, or once this one shrinks up, they're going to have to move far again. Mm-hmm. He's still keeping it together with the, the, I like the chug splash coming in to, to help out both of them simultaneously. And, and smart with the tunneling here, obviously, though, it shows, you know, how much how much material do they have left? Obviously, they're using wood rather than metal to tunnel. Dropping down, though, on a player, an unsuspecting player, and still, I think it's just one left now. There's only one left at the very tippy top. That guy is, I mean, he has no luck. He's going to have to drop down a little bit. That, this guy that was left was actually uh, camping by himself for the longest time yeah. in a one-by. So to, the fact that he has made it this far into the end is actually... It is inspiring. I, I, I agree with his name. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the fact that he managed to kind of hold on this long, and he's still holding on. Like, he's he's added a numbers disadvantage, a 1v2. And you will see here, they are able to shoot down the stairs with that minigun, and it looks like he's going to take damage from the storm. No, but, he's uh, still alive. His teammate, his teammate took the, got the final kill. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, there was a point where they yeah. sh- it slowed down, and that's they, yeah, yeah. should have said victory. Right. I, I couldn't I, tell. I couldn't tell if that was just him I, hitting the slow down button, or if <laughs> like a slow mo, or if that was true. actually the end. Um, but yeah, it looks like he, that little bit of damage that he took, plus the the storm kind of coming in on him, was enough to take him out. Impressive for them to hang, for him to hang on so long by himself as a solo in that trio mode, but. I think ultimately they did a good job of, of rotating towards the end. They were building intelligently. Uh, they only lost one guy the entire game. They did play pretty passively, though. I will, which is not a bad thing. I mean, the victory royale is what matters, right? Like, that's what's going to get you a ton of points. Like, it's, it's definitely worth playing it safe in that regard. But you can tell that they were going for the win. They were trying to play really, really smart. They weren't taking any unnecessary engagements. They weren't looking... Um, to kind of put themselves out there as much as they were looking to move as safely as possible and make sure that they were in those final couple of fights. Mm-hmm. The the way that they were able to take over an entire entire POI right from the get-go, pretty much own it, loot, get materials from it, and then move on and rotate was a very big advantage. They didn't have to contest or anything. As they moved on, though, the gatekeeping was uh, was super successful for them. Every time that they had to kind of uh, meet people in the funnel once the, the circle was getting smaller, moving in, they kept having to go south. They were winning all of those fights. So they did have a lot of good they, – they had great awareness when it came yeah. to actually – uh, keeping themselves together all, and having to be on the move, so uh, they they ended up making making do of at least what they were able to find. I don't I didn't notice anything too crazy that they found off the jump, but they did find a lot better loot as they kept winning fights. And they were lucky enough to run into a few players that actually seemed seemed pretty uh, pretty lost out there. So uh, you know <laughs> that's what happens when you're in the middle of the woods like that. But they they kept it together at the end. There was uh, some beautiful tunneling. Drop down on uh, on that uh, player at the end and able to find their way up to that final guy once they realized it was only one player left. The minigun foreshadowed I foreshadowed mm-hmm. the minigun. It even came into play in the very end. So hanging on to that. And, you know, when, you ha- when you're in solos, probably not the best idea for a minigun. But trios, it's a perfect game mode for it because, obviously, you have all that backup. Having somebody designated on that for uh, certain scenarios, it's a deadly combination. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can remove a lot of builds and you can allow your teammates to kind of get shots on the players themselves just by spraying that minigun, right? And even at the end there, as you mentioned, he was able to take out a build with the minigun that dropped the player. It looks like it kind of threw him off guard, didn't know how to build out of that, and quickly took that last little bit of storm damage to win them the game. So uh, good job by Jay Wood and his squad. Uh, overall, their map material management looked good. They just played passive, which isn't really a negative thing. It's just a playstyle thing, right? Mm-hmm. But their um, overall is pretty good gameplay. So 
keep it up. And if you guys want to check him out, he does stream. So Jay Wood yep. at Twitch on Twitch TV. All right. Now that we've gotten the fun part out of the way, let's uh mm-hmm. let's let's get into the news. So let's start with some we'll start with the positive piece of news is that Epic actually responded to all the community backlash and uproar over the brute and over the mech. They even used the hashtag. They know, they're aware that we don't like it. The problem was is how they responded. Mm-hmm. Um we have a couple. So basically, what they did is they released an article that said, "Hey guys, we hear you, but in short, we're right on this. You're wrong. We don't really care what your opinion is." Um, that's obviously a broad summarization of what they said, but they ha- they released a couple graphs that I think really illustrate their point of view and what they're thinking about and why they did this. Um, essentially. So the first argument was, well, hey, guys, look, the Brute's not even killing 10% of the people in a game. Like, it's just barely taking out anybody. In Arena, it's barely taking... It's le- take. It's less than two elims a game, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not that big of a deal. You guys are, you know, overcomplicating things. It's not that the Brute is killing people. Um, before we get into the next... Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this one, too. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's showing here just, again, the percentage of elims, super, super small, right? Like... The brood is not killing you, is essentially their argument. Um, hmm. And what I think that they're missing out on here, and I think a lot of competitive players intuitively know this, is that it's not that the brute itself kills you, but the brute itself makes it impossible for you to build. Like, if there's a guy with a brute, he's just going to shoot all the builds, like, because it's really hard to kill individual players, but it's super easy to wreck people's builds, and it puts them in terrible positions over and over and over again that maybe another player who's just third-partying, it makes it super easy for you to get third-partied, let's put it that way, because mm-hmm. you can't keep your builds up. So right. somebody can just snipe you, somebody can come in from behind, shoot you. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I understand their logic in kind of posting that statistic and showing, hey, guys, it's not as big of a deal as you're making it out to be, but the reality is, is it's a pretty big deal. Like, especially in a game where so many players have spent all of their time maximizing their ability to build and being super fast with it and really, really creative and... and pulling off these really intricate plays using buildings to have a machine that's like a five-year-old could point and click with that just destroys everything and has infinite ammo it's like okay i I Mm -hmm. guess this is just what we're gonna do now um so i think that's one of the big problems with it is that it's not necessarily that it kills you but it removes your ability to fight back and it makes it really easy for you to get third party furthermore when you see somebody with it on the map you just want to run away i feel like it just makes the game more unfun because there's this thing that you're like no matter how good of a player you are like we saw pro players this past week in the cash cup getting killed or you know getting third partied after a brute after they encounter a brute and it's just like if you see that you have to run away as far away as you can and as quickly as possible without attracting any attention to yourself which just seems like, I know it's a Battle Royale game and Staying Alive is the name of the game, but it's just very, it feels very unfun to, for your only counter to something to be to run away and hope to God it didn't see you. The standard player with the standard loadout cannot go toe-to-toe with a brute. No. So it is severe, you're severely outmatched just right on that basis. Um, they can show all that data as showing that, oh, it's not taking up a lot of eliminations uh, every match, but... Why am I watching clips of people getting kills with their literal monitors turned off? Like, this is, it, it's pretty absurd how easy the splash damage or effectiveness is for, for the, these mechs. I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely screwing over at least one or two people a game in a pretty, pretty crappy way, because we have been seeing that over and over and over again. On, mm-hmm. on all these clips and I, I loved this sentiment I saw on Reddit where somebody had mentioned that I, 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 I apologize I don't remember the account but somebody had made a post stating that he believed that the Epic never removed the Infinity Blade because of community backlash he believed that it was removed because oh well wait I mean, there's only one on the map. I mean, that's not going to mm-hmm. be good for all everyone that we want to get wins easy, you know, because it's going to only one person's going to get it. It's too OP. So right. they, they made something else that's OP. 
and put multiple versions on the map so it makes it a little bit easier now which uh really does suck uh overall because uh, just the way that it, it, the bad taste and that it's putting in everybody's mouth and getting people now to to stop playing the game altogether switching games and uh, i mean i i i know any some people out there might say Oh, you know, any publicity is good publicity, but I mean, at, at what cost, really? This is uh, this has been pretty uh, one-sided when it comes yeah. to who or, or what the community wants in this instance. Yeah, and just to add on to that sword point, I mean, I think with the sword, because it always spawned in the same location every game, you could play around it. Like, the players who really wanted to go get it would go get it, and it meant that even though it was a really stupid item, for lack of a better word, that was really, really strong... Or weapon it was at least like the best player could go get that you know mm -hmm. what i mean like you'd have to actually go to that place get it and you knew where it was going to be the brute spawn randomly so mm -hmm. essentially it really looks like what the brutes and what this season is doing is really demonstrating to the community of fortnite what epic's true philosophy is which is something we've talked about before on the show but it seems to me, and it seems to a lot of community members right now, that Epic prioritizes getting random kids who don't play the game very often a win over the competitive integrity of their game. And as, you know, over, with over a decade of esports experience, I can tell you that this is the fastest way to alienating your player base and losing your esports community and losing the hardcores. Because I understand that, you know, the kids who come on every once in a while and try to get a win and blah, 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 they are going to be the people who buy stuff like a lot of them buy skins and all that sort of thing right but your hardcore community the people who play this game day in day out 10 hours a day they're the ones who they tell their friends to come play it they're the ones who are streaming it they're the ones who are making the youtube videos they're the ones making all the content that everybody loves to watch that's you know on barstool sports and instagram and ninja and like all these people and if you alienate them enough where the game is not fun for them they'll start promoting other games and all of a sudden, you'll have all these content creators that your that your game, that your community built up, now trashing your game because they don't feel like it respects them and their time and their skill and their dedication to this game, right? So yeah. ultimately, I think like you know, I, I usually try to stay away from making like really strong judgments about about game design because I, I you know I know a few game designers and I know what goes into it and I know how much effort these teams put in and I know all that sort of stuff and. How painstaking that effort is, but at a certain point, you've got to you've, you you got to call a spade a spade. And what Epic's doing here, saying, "Hey, listen, we care more about you know the kid who barely plays this game than we care about you, even though you play this game ten hours a day because maybe he spends a little bit more money." It's like, but this other kid is the one who's encouraging other people to spend money, and he's playing the mm -hmm. game so much, he's telling his friends to play, and then they're getting matching skins and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, you're really, I think you're. You're being very short-sighted. You're thinking of this quarter's revenue instead of how long you can make revenue from this game for, right? Like, this game has become a cultural phenomenon. Like, you mm -hmm. could, Fortnite could be around 10 years from now if it's managed correctly. But if this, in this direction, I don't see it sticking around for much longer. Well, this, eventually, there's got to be in a point where it's just at total oversaturation or it would just feel that way with, at the current rate that it is going. And... I mean, uh, eventually there's going to be recycled ideas like the Junk Rift, for example, which people say is like the Airstrike version too. So uh, it, that that's an exa an example right there. But I, you 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 personally, you you remember most likely what your first one of your first win, like what it felt like to get your first win. That was a great feeling. Back back sure. back when the game around when it was first made or in its first year. Uh, it was in a really healthy state where players like remember that the big wave uh, of popularity on social media of people uploading <laughs> videos of they get getting their first win and and, and getting super excited. I remember act, like famous people, rappers and, and and musicians and sport and sports athletes, you know, all doing stuff like that. Could imagine, imagine. Being somebody who's not played very often, or like like you're trying to get your first win, and you get in a mech, and you get like eight kills with the mech, you're in the mech the whole game, and you get your first win with the mech. Could you imagine doing that? Be like, yo, let's go, let's go, baby. Could you imagine actually no. being excited for that and like thinking you did good? 
Uh, well, maybe maybe like a little kid get that would. Same feeling compared to what we got when the game first came out. The game had charm. Now the game has a a big middle finger that spawns on the map in random areas. Yeah, I don't know, man. For me personally, like I remember being super excited about it because it was a game that when I first like the first couple games I played, I was like, ooh, I'm not so good at this. Clearly, the people who've been playing PUBG and other games are like way better. But you know, I, I had a couple friends and we that like to game and play this game and we all together just kind of started playing we got really good and we played a lot and getting those first couple wins it was like okay i'm learning how to play this game now i'm taking out good players like i can tell these guys you know are you know they know how to aim they know how to shoot they know how to build a little bit like you know re remember building back then was relative yeah. um, but exactly. for the time like it wasn't too different from what i was seeing on ninja stream so i was like okay this is like people are like i'm, I'm actually winning good games now like I, I i've actually figured this game out and for me I, I might be a unicorn in this sense but you know i based on all the competitive people i know i don't think i am i personally get more satisfaction from feeling like i figured the game out and i'm like legitimately getting good than i do from wins and you know i think a lot of people might have an experience that's similar to this where you say okay what what do you find more enjoyable enjoyable playing ranked in like your main or arena or whatever the the term is in whatever games you enjoy playing on your like main account at the highest level you possibly can and getting the best games that you possibly can or do you enjoy going onto your smurf and playing really low level players and stomping them in games that feel meaningless to you and a lot of the there are some people who enjoy pub stomping and we're going to get to this in a little bit too but I think overall, most people would prefer playing on their main account, you know, even if you only win 50% of the games or 55% of the games versus winning 80 to 90% of the games on your Smurf. It's more fun to be playing people where you feel like you're getting challenged and you're overcoming that challenge and you're accomplishing something and you can see yourself getting better. And I think that um, it's just a rough time for Fortnite right now that we have that they're willing to put in these things to the game. They basically tell the the majority of their you know most consistent dedicated player base we don't care about you because again they're not separating it. If this was something that was only in regular Fortnite, I would care ninety nine percent less. I would still think it's stupid. Don't get me wrong, but I would be like, you know what, man? If somebody wants to get a win in regular mode, like all the power to them. Like I think it's it's cool to have some wonky things in the game, but in arena in tournaments, there's cash on the line. You've got a mech. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't I, know. I, I, I feel it would be as simple as they could... Everything that they've added to the game so far, I mean, not excluding anything, just the same exact path. It, I, The backlash would be so much less, or non-existent, if, yeah. if they would just have, have, have a consistent loadout or a consistent pool of, of what the loot's going to be for Arena. Yeah. If they have them, if they separate them a long time ago, nobody cares about the mech. Nobody cares about this. Yeah, yeah, it might get annoying. People would still complain. That's what people do. Mm -hmm. But the fact that now you have pros and your top players are complaining about it, it's because it's it, they're they're trying to compete. They're trying to practice and they're trying to rank up for the you know for the ladders or for the the Fortnite com yeah. competitive series. And you have now or the championship series, and you have the the mechs in every single game mode. Because the philosophy from Epic is that they want they, they want uh, the, the game that you're seeing on the stream or the game that you're playing at home, we want it to be the same one the pros are playing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it, there's got to be a legend's philosophy. There's got to be a line drawn somewhere because the game, you're not changing the game that, that fundamentally. If you're taking out some things that are clearly... Not fitting when it comes to ranked, competitive, or just trying to keep some consistency. Now, I know that might be a bad word when it comes to a Battle Royale game, because every Battle Royale has to have RNG in some way. But, yeah. I mean, it, I feel like Fortnite would get a lot less flack if they maybe had defined themselves as their own genre of game, like like Fiesta Battle Royale or something, where it's this isn't going to be your regular Battle Royale game. We are going to add crazy things things that are going to break the game things that are going to change the meta so like so drastically this this game by far has to have the biggest meta changes in such in so frequently i mean i yeah. mean any game ever any game yeah. ever i mean and, that's and, that's easy to say and for me like the consistency is less important than the competitive integrity like you can swap things up all the time right. sure 
if you're forcing players to adapt to new stuff, that's fine by me as long as the players can all agree and everybody can agree. Yeah, you know what? This is competitive still. Like this is it, the the integrity is intact. So I I don't know. I, I don't want to stay on this too much longer, but I think that ultimately um, they need to decide between are they making an esport or are they not? Because if they are, this sort of stuff has to stop. Like you can't do this to people who are dedicating their lives to practicing this game. Like you just can't. You can't do it. It's yeah. just not right. Like, so if you want to have a fun game that's only about making money, then go for it. But stop trying to call it an esport because there's essentially like I'm I'm definitely yep. a purist, and there is a line that they are getting very close to cr- crossing um, where it's going to be like I don't really think I like. Sure, they throw a lot of money at it and all this sort of stuff, but you know, to me. Could you imagine if on like basketball, like LeBron James would just suddenly suck some days? And it's not because of anything that was different about him. It was just completely because they changed the rules of basketball. Like you can't dunk. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know, man. To me, there's a, there's a lot of stuff there that really needs to be sorted out. And I think the competitive community only can only feel like they've been spit on so many times before they walk away and find a game that appreciates the amount of time, dedication, and effort they put into creating the content and watching the content and playing the game. So, mm-hmm. um, I agree. <laughs> Jesus. Well it, it, it just, it, I think, uh, I think it'll, it'll get to the point where more play, the eventually the players are going to be in the wrong eventually, because it's going to get to the point where you have to, uh, you have to understand what this game is already. Uh, and it's the fact, and it's a game that is going to constantly be changing and not have any consistency. So, you know, anybody trying to hope for a, a drastic change when it comes to that, I mean, they're setting themselves up for disappointment because we've seen many times many times over that uh, it's not the case. So I think we just need... It, it's getting to the point we need to just understand we need to take Fortnite for what it is. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. It, it is reaching that point, which is kind of yeah. sad. It's not. Uh, it's never going to be on the level of prestige of like a Counter Strike no. or or a League of no. Legends. It is never going to be viewed that way because of the way it's handled on the back end when it comes to competitive. Where they they were now they have their own definition of of competitive because the game is is, is all over the place. So I mean, it's, I, I don't think you get to do that. That's a word in the dictionary. You don't get to read. Yeah, that. yeah, you're you right. You know what I mean? Like exactly. it's just it's, there's not competitive A and then competitive B in the dictionary. I mean, there's yeah, you can have two different meetings, but I mean, we we know we know competitive as as trying to see who was the best with with utilizing the set of skills within the game, within the, the purest form of the game. And when it comes to, if you had to ask anybody, what's the purest form of Fortnite? I mean, can I, th- I feel like everyone's going to have a different answer. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, it, a lot of people would agree on two things, though, building and gun skill, right? Those are the two things that are should matter the most. Sure. Like, that's just, and positioning, right? Sure. Those three those three elements are what matters. Um, so, I, anyway. I guess I guess I feel like, uh, well... Just to just to put a lid on this uh, whole thing is it's it, it makes me think because when people uh, hop into gears of gears of war, I'll use for example, there are mm-hmm. so many people in it, that are fans of the game that know the game from the first game on, from only the second game on, from the third game on, when they decided to actually start playing for the first time. Right. And the previous versions of them, they don't have the same nostalgia, the same pull, even if they played them after the fact. It's whatever they were introduced to first. So yeah. the fact is, you, the way that Fortnite's changing so frequently with so many new game-changing, game-altering updates and items and vehicles and guns and all this stuff, the, the, this, that scope is so so broad when it comes to the, the, the player base. When people yeah. play Fortnite for the first time, like they be like... There's there's a, a big number of people that have probably played Fortnite that ha, that have never played it without Max that don't even know what Fortnite's like without it you know so uh, it's, I, I mean I mean I don't know about that maybe at this point maybe <laughs> not but uh, you know previous it, seasons for sure I would have agreed with you like when you're talking about planes or something like right. that then yeah hundred percent right 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 you know I think what at I this mean. point yeah 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 definitely oh man it's a it's a weird spot and you know just to wrap up this news section to even throw more in our face they decided to bring in a junk rift which is essentially dude the uh what's it called like the barney somebody called it something like a, a barney nade or something like oh my god like i guess this is kind of a counter to the mech but like it's also a counter to anybody who's even remotely good at building and uh yeah you just see here a giant 
dinosaur. So, uh, yeah, according to the patch notes on this, right, uh, let me just fill y'all in on something. 200 damage. Yeah. It's 200 damage with a direct hit. Oh, but side, side bullet point, direct hits slightly knock back players. Why? You're dead. You're fucking dead. What? What? What does that mean? You're. It's. It's a two hundred hit. You can't have more than two hundred health. How does it knock you? It knocks you to the lobby. You don't have to put Knox player back. Knocks you back to the lobby. Did they forget to add that part? That's absurd. Uh, I guess if you're playing squads, then That's like it just absurd. knocks you back on the ground too. I don't know, man. It's just. Uh, to me, this to me this is just another item that's just so ridiculous that it's like it, it's fitting that they introduce it now. It's like I guess you guys are just I, really I, trying I, to cheese everybody. Part of my language. I'm sorry, but that that come on, man. It happens, man. It happens. Trust me, I've I've been suppressing. I've been suppressing the language too. It's I feel it, man. I feel it. It's it's rough. I don't know what to say, guys. I don't know what to say. We were hoping for a better content update. We were hoping for a good patch notes where they you know admitted. Some of this stuff is really pissing people off, and they try and tweak it. They didn't even nerf it. They're like, "Man, eh, it's fine. You guys are just overreacting. See, look at how many kills. Look how many kills people are getting. It's not that many. Grow up. Stop crying." <laughs> um, it's terrible, uh, honestly. Like, I, I haven't. I've never been this vocally upset with Epic, but this is this has not been handled well. Um, anyway, I don't want to say too much more on it because we're even our first hot take. Like, let's let's hop into that. Let's let's hop into the hot takes. All right, let's do it. Um, I think I'm we already kind of go- we already dropped one or two, but yeah, yeah, we definitely dropped. Yeah, kind of right. That whole last section was essentially a, a elongated rant. Um, so I'm gonna kind of flip these on their head. I was gonna start with one, but since we've already been talking about this, like just to give you guys, so essentially the entire world is mad about the current state of the game. So I, I've done some digging, Twitter. Pretty, seems to be pretty unhappy. There's a lot of sarcastic tweets and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the competitive subreddit, obviously, don't even need to explain that. But just in case you guys wanted some level of understanding of how pe- pissed people are, the top whole page, 25 threads, the top 25 threads were all shitting on the current state of the game. And then even in Fortnite BR, the casual one, there was two types of posts. There was funny clips because, you know, sure, like everybody still loves watching some funny Fortnite clips. That's always good. And people bitching about the current state of the game. So hmm. it's, it's, it's unanimous. I mean, we just discussed this so long that I don't really feel like we need to stay on this very long, which is why I wanted to get this one out of the way first so we could get to the other other one. Yeah. But uh, good God, Epic. Pay attention. Did you see the tweet from uh, Ewok? Phase Ewok? Did I? I don't know if I did. So this is a uh, this is a girl who is deaf, and basically, I think it was Stompy or something who was, or I can't remember what pro player it was. It was like I just played the Cash Cup in three out of the four games. And I got killed by a mech, or like a mech basically led to my death. I hate this. Like, can you guys please remove this? And she said, and I quote, <clears throat> "Epic, please do something that I have never been able to listen." Ooh, damn! It was good, right? It was good. That that's circulating everywhere, and I ouch. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. And she's like, she seems. I mean, I've never met her, but by all accounts, she's an incredibly nice person. So even he, she's like, you guys got to start paying attention. Like, things are not. This is not good. Anyway, we discussed this hot take enough. I feel like, like every, you just heard what our thoughts on on it are. We agree with you, community. We agree. You guys are right. But maybe it's time to face the facts, like Tyler was saying, and just say, maybe this is just kind of how this game is going to operate, and we need to find something different or look at something else. I don't know. But let's try and go slightly more positive and talk about maybe a way to fix this. Because, you know, Epic seems to state, they stated it in that brute news, that their big concern was trying to get people their first win, trying to get people who can't normally get wins, victories, try and improve the performance of some people. And this actually goes back to something I mentioned last week, but it was a thread that was doing pretty popular and pretty well on Reddit this week, hidden MMR. Every other game uses this. Now, the main argument I heard against this was that content creators, streamers, etc. would be upset 
that they can't just go pub stomp because they're not going to go into a game like if after they play four games on a Smurf, the Epic will realize, hey, you're actually a really good player. We're only going to put you with other people that have the same building, you know, builds per second and tur- speed of turbo builds and number of edits per like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they can match people up on all those metrics and then you won't be able to just completely pub stomp and go into a game and get 40 kills against people who are significantly worse than you. But I think if these are our two alternatives, either consistent game balance around nonsense to give bad players an advantage over, not an advantage over good players, but to give them a leg up so that they can compete with players who are significantly better than them, or just using a, a fair matchmaking system that literally every other game on the planet does, I think we have to seriously start considering going the second route. Yeah, well, for for battle royales for Fortnite, and just well, just battle royales in general. I mean, the the whole beauty of a battle royale is you don't, you never know the skill of the player that you're coming against. It could be one of the best players in the world. It could be somebody who just got it's their first game and they have no idea if they even have inverted controls on yet or not. They're, they're so bad. There's such a gap there that obviously is getting smaller and smaller. Like if you play. And when you come across like that guy that's like looking up and like candy, aren't you like so beautiful? Like it's still <laughs> they still exist. Like it's very it's rarely, true. but they still exist. And but now, I mean, it, it's I I always liked that that version about like that that idea of battle royale. That was that that's that was my the thing that pulled me in. Initially, you know, it's just a big free-for-all game, and and you only get one life. So if you add, if you do add in some sort of matchmaking system, also not a terrible idea because I I I love those fights that I fighting somebody where I'm getting in a build battle, and it's it's been it's obvious after like ten to twenty seconds that you guys are on a very similar skill level. He's not he's not outbuilding you too much or, or, or shredding you, getting shots, vice versa. But you could tell, like, it maybe goes on for about a minute, and then you finally get a kill on him, and how satisfying that feels. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like, GG, like, straight up to those types of people. Yep. There are so many good, uh, satisfying moments that you get when, the battle, when battle Royale yeah. is in, is in those, those types of areas. So, I mean, each one does kind of have its pros and cons. I mean, I guess it really would depend on what the community would feel at this stage and how the game has been evolving to this point. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. We already have arena mode, which is that, right? Like arena mode is, it's not perfect, but it's that. And I don't see why they don't do something similar. Just hide all the points, hide all that sort of stuff, but do it for normal because then you're going to have the players who can never get kills. And I think they can, you know, like in other games, for example, they include more metrics that players necessarily don't have access to. For example, how many builds, like what's your build per second ratio? Like, what is your, you know, how many edits do you do on your own builds in a game? Like, as a percentage, like, these are statistics and numbers that Epic definitely could have access to that significantly help them determine between a good player and a bad player. Like, when you watch a great player, they're constantly building, constantly editing builds to get through them, constantly using them for windows and, and doors and little archways, all sorts of things, right? Also, the level of different builds. Are you someone who just builds walls and stairs? With occasional yeah. roofs or like with the occasional like um, like floor thing, right? Or are you building like the 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 triangle things like and are you, like the roof and are you like mm-hmm. editing that roof and are you making it on weird weird angles and are you rotating your builds and there's so many different things that Epic could use that I think realistically you could place somebody pretty accurately within like five games, ten yeah. tops. Right. And again, this isn't a ranking that you would be publicly displayed. So it wouldn't matter. It's not like the player is going to like feel shame about it or anything. But if your goal is to help players be introduced to the game in a friendly way where they're not, because I'll admit, if you haven't played Fortnite a while and you run up and you run into like Stompy or something ridiculous like that, like you're just going to get destroyed. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Even if you run into a half decent competitive player who's at, you know, a couple hundred points in Arena, you're dead. There's nothing you can do. And I agree, that probably isn't fun for a new player, but why are they in the same game? Mm-hmm. Like, it just should not be a thing. I don't know. For me, I think this is a really obvious solution. I couldn't agree more with this Reddit poster. I think this is the, how they have to do it. Like, every other game in the world does it, even in the social playlists. So... Yeah. No, spot on. It's 
it's something that needs to be looked at if they want to try and have at least some decorum when it comes to the skill the skill level in the game if it, because it, it's going to it, it it's naturally increased exponentially with the addition of playground and with the addition of creative now and how many different right. things that you can do now and how many scenarios that you can make in creative it's 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 unlimited now so the the the, av- the average player now has access to so many tools that players that you know way back when didn't have access to so you can get better faster if you want to so right. that's why i never understand why you know the certain things are implemented into the game and then there isn't you know separate separate loopholes and stuff like that but yeah. i mean uh, you know it also comes down to just how the, how the players are ranked in general as well yeah and no i agree for sure that players you know you have to be realistic about what you're trying to do. If you're just trying to log on to the game every once in a while and have fun, that's fine. Like, that's what games are for. All the power to you. But you should not expect to beat somebody who goes into creative for 30 minutes to an hour every day and practices builds, practices edits, goes through editing and building courses and aim trainers and all this sort of stuff. Like, they're putting in serious work. That's like going to play, you know, what pick your sport that you play gr- played growing up or that you still play right now. And expecting to beat somebody who's doing that thing six days a week, going to practice, you know, running drills, mm-hmm. and going to the gym to work out and get in better shape. And meanwhile, you just show up to the game and are like, hey, guys, let's go. I should be able to beat this guy, right? Like, that's not how the world works. So, yeah. like, you can't, you can't expect to go into a uh, first person shooter with somebody who is practicing an aim, with aim trainer for an hour and then be like, oh, no, I'm just going to use aimbot. It's cool. Yeah, that's that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. The analogy I always make is it, it's like expecting to make the NBA without ever going to a basketball practice. Like all you mm-hmm. ever did was play pickup. And so like, yeah. I hate to break it to you, bro. You might be the most talented man on earth, but you look at the guys who like dominate, like you look at like a Kobe Bryant or a LeBron, yeah, they're super talented, but they also put in more work. Sidney Crosby in hockey, not only are they super talented and everybody's and been telling them they're super talented, but they also are the first guys to the gym, the last guys to leave. They put in more work than anybody, too. And you think, how is that possible? Well, they want to win. They want to be the best. That's what it takes. Like, And just giving people leg ups and shortcuts around that, I just, I'm never going to be a fan of. I don't think it's good for the player, either. Like, It's important to lose and realize, oh, I suck. And mm. like, I can have fun and play with lower-skilled players, and that's good. But if you want to get good, you have to put in the work. There's no other way around it. Nothing you do in life. Like, it's just, it's a good life lesson, honestly. That's what, that's one of the things I always preach about competitive gaming uh, when parents ask me, like, what, you know, should I let my kid play this competitive game? It's like, well, if you let them take it seriously and encourage them to take it seriously, then it can be a really, like, they can use the scaffolding they built to get better at games, to get better at anything they do in the rest of their life. And if that's not a valuable skill, then I don't know what is. Mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. <sighs> All right. Let's think happy thoughts, shall we? Let's let's yes. watch some clips of the week. Let's watch I would love that. Yeah, I, I need some I need some joy at this mm, point. Please. Um All right. First clip, Cyclone One. And all the clips of the week are starring the mech, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> no. I think I actually specifically sought out clips that did not have mechs because I knew how upsetting we were. Upsetting Shout out we were. Troop for doing that. But uh, uh this guy's just this too. guy's just a jerk. Like great clip, but uh, he finds a team respawn vetting and is like, "Oh, you guys thought you were gonna." Uh, that was just rude. You oh, guys thought, oh, don't do it. Oh, whole team. Man. Goodbye. Here you guys are thinking you're the gonna come grenades back. Grenades raining down. That's one. My that's my favorite play to start. Uh, like just just toss grenades just to catch everyone off guard. Like what's happening? Where are they coming from? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, this team was just getting their bearings, Dude. right? They, you see, they've got the gray pistols out, and that's all they've got. And uh, he, he, this clip is made possible because of the crops. Love utilizing the crops and that third person view. Yeah. So he just tucks him as his body in there, disappears. And, and as soon as he disappears, in their mind, oh, he could be running off. So they could be mentally like, now let me worry about my my teammate. He's just like kind of weaving in and out real quick and just, just shredding them. So it, yeah. it's a great clip. Yeah, Smart. I thought so. Good, good, good play. Good job, Cyclone. Um, Breeze Gaming, clip of the week number two. Mr. Breezy. Scout sniper rifle. Oh, my God. Oh, right? he nice wasn't even drag, aiming I... in the same same POI as that dude. Oh, man. Huh? Yeah, Talk about a... bullet drop on that swing. 
catching him on the way down. That was amazing. Yeah, these are really, really hard to pull off. The so uh, that 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 sniper has aimbot as well. Uh, storm uh, storm scouting did not know that. Yeah, and uh, if you are a console player, the way he just aimed with the sniper rifle, that is actually how you should snipe in FPS games. It's super counterintuitive, but if you played Halo, I'm not sure Gears. I had never really played too much Gears, but like Halo, Call of Duty, any of those games, um, you see that the best snipers in the game they do that thing where they aim and they swipe across the screen. Yep, and they know when to shoot, but it for whatever reason it causes like a strange interaction with the hitbox where it like almost expands it, and you kind of give yourself a couple of extra pixels on either side of the screen, and you have a higher likelihood of hitting that headshot. So if you are a console player, make use of that tactic. Mm -hmm. It will help you. Uh, clip number three, Durky. Dirk. Ooh, dropping in right away on somebody. Yeah. Uh, pop. Oh, no scope. I was just about to say, rifle. is the clip going to end on that? It was with a yep. sniper. Yeah. Oh man, I would love to know how far he fell. I, I think he was just up on jumping the roof off there. the top of that roof. Yep. But, Looks uh, like it was the opening section of a game too. Yeah, definitely. Like he's got no mats, only the sniper, Barrel rifle, no guns, as we but call it. No scopes are the key to my heart, ladies and gentlemen. If you send me a good no scope, I will always, always, always try to put that in unless there was so many ridiculous other clips that were too good but i'm an old school kid right what can i say mlg 360 no scope for the win right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, clip number four scooby dooby and no i'm not kidding that's this guy's name scooby dooby uh this is very familiar last, yep this is a clip from last week you can't do that yeah, he, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, we watched this last week, 100%. Did, did, was he, was his, hmm, I don't remember if his name came up last week, though. Did he sneak another one in? No, 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 no. That's, uh, just not the correct that's not clip. The clip. Yeah. Got it. Wasn't we'll, sure. We'll have that for you guys in a sec. Cool. Yeah. What's your I favorite mean, of the first three so far? Geez, I'd say Cyclone. Uh, I, I liked, um, Team White. I mean, yeah, and and yeah, the the length of the clip, how many people he's killed, uh, it was. I thought that was pretty good, and just smart jumping on them when they were trying to get uh, their squads back. So uh, looks like that that clip now is ready good to go. To go. Let's pull it up. There Here we, we are. This is this is Scooby Dooby. How did we miss? How did we possibly miss the chance to to say Scooby Dooby Doo? Where are you? When we saw the wrong clip. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. We, nice we, double, we, though. I mean, these guys are like, hey, I got no problems getting my way into this box. This 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 may, mermaid man hungry. But, damn, yeah. a little bit too hungry here. Look at the I strafing, just, though. I mean, that that is yeah. that crouching up and down, strafing back and forth, just making a mockery of these two. Yeah, that was what I found most impressive was how many shots he just managed to, like, dodge. Like, look how much health he has. He has, like, yeah. 70 health. He's got literally 71 HP. One of those shots puts him down, and he yeah. gets clipped, and that's about it. Just clipped. Yeah, it's like barely hit with the edge of a gun. He it got clipped, like. and then those two guys got clipped. <laughs> he got clipped real hard, though. So he got like, you know, it was just a graze. Damn, I got grazed him. For me, now it's neck and neck between Cyclone and Scooby. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think all the clips this week were, were pretty good. I'm not going to get upset no matter... Who wins? It's not like some of the other weeks where we've had a couple uh, clips that were significantly more impressive. But this week, I think, is all pretty even. Some good skill and all the clips demonstrated. Let us see what the audience has said. Let's get it. Drumroll, please. Wow, Cyclone got a big, fat goose egg. Yeah, that makes me sad. He killed everybody. I guess people were, like, thinking, well, A, it's in squads, so the kids you were playing were probably bots, and B, nobody had anything better than a great pistol except the last guy, so maybe that's why. Um, not that much love for Scooby-Dooby-Doo either. But hey, still a great shot. I ain't taking anything away from him. Oh, yeah, this snipe, like, I'm a, I'm a sucker for team wipes, but, yeah, I mean, on a, on yeah, a controller, on an Xbox controller, by the way, shout out Xbox controller player. Yep. Nicely yep. done. Congrats to Breeze Gaming for winning Clip of the Week. Congratulations, sir. Give him one more little slow-mo doinkage. Slow-mo. Pop. Yeah, that was Got great. Him. That was great. Um, okay, guys. Well, I think we've ranted for long enough. I significantly hope 
that uh, we'll have some better news for you next week. Pray to all that is good and holy, and pray to the Lord of esports and video games that we are given and blessed with better news. Pray to the vault. <laughs> pray to the vault, the Lord of the vault. Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's, it's, this is a rough one, but uh, hopefully we'll have something more interesting for you guys next week in terms of updates. But fortunately, that's not really on us. We gotta wait for uh, for Epic to come to come through and, and give us a nice patch. But uh, we will have, I believe it's next week that we will have a gaming legend on the show with us. So definitely come back next week. Stay tuned, and you know you can stay tuned to my Twitter, the Tilted Talk Show Twitter, and uh, Trooper here on Twitter, and we will release that information probably early next week. So until then, guys, take care. Peace.